everybody welcome back to season seven episode one of cocktails with kia and friends it's your main host kia here and we are going to have a conversation tonight about trauma responses and relationships um we have here my other three amazing co-hosts we have tutu hey everybody hey <laughs> we have april hey y'all hey and we have miss shay All right, great. Um, so we're also um, very excited to announce that we have a cocktail recipe book that is linked to Woo-hoo. our cocktail Woo-hoo. podcast episodes inspired by all of those amazing conversations we had with you guys. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. That was really interesting. Yes, I'm so excited. It's still like amazing. Um, 50 recipes, custom recipes, you guys. So, can you imagine it? Listen, 50. 50. That's we've been busy. Tutu's famous rum punch is in the secret is oh boy, it's finally out, right? It's gonna be a fun holiday season for a lot of people. It is. It is. <laughs> And our book launch, our event party um, and soiree for the book is in November, actually November 4th to be exact in Broward County, Florida. Stay tuned for the details. Save the date, y'all. Yes, save it. Follow us on social media at Cocktails with Kia to stay updated on (laughs) events and book details because that's where everything will be so you have to follow us like we said on instagram at cocktails with a k cocktails (laughs) with kia on ig to stay updated on the details of the book signing event it's gonna be so fun i'm excited i'm excited y'all excited excited. i'm really excited i know you excited i'm very excited (laughs) y'all I'll be mixing myself, okay? I, I know. I was like, Tutu, please something. don't bump Tinder out of the way. I will be, I, you know, you already know I'm going to be mixing some things. <laughs> All, right. All right, y'all. So let's get started with this amazing. Okay, so Keita Rose. She <laughs> is a great, so she's a, okay. So Keita Rose is likely as well. Social media influencer. Um, she mm-hmm. She's like, um, like a coach. Is she like a, a relationship? She, no, she's I not. Think no. We she's not. 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 She's not regarding like trauma responses, right? And you're dealing with someone in a relationship, even friendships, which is a relationship, of course, we know that. Um, And they have trauma. And she said, there's people that are like, I don't give a F about your trauma, right? Like, I don't, I don't care about that. Um, Ooh, yeah, harsh, but that's the world we live in, right? (laughs) Um, And, but pretty much what she was um, explaining is, you know what, they have a right to feel that way. You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. you you had trauma and it is your responsibility to heal or, you know, to get, um, to recover from it as best you can. Right. But of course there's triggers that can resurface those traumas. Mm -hmm. Um, choose a partner or friend 
that understands that about you. Pretty much in a nutshell is what I got. Is that what you guys got from it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can yeah, pretty much. That's I, I, I can agree with that. It's um to some people it might sound very um hardcore or very harsh, but I get where she's coming from. Um she wants to highlight, you know, that it's it's not that we're saying we don't care, or it's not that your partner is saying that we don't care about your trauma. Um, but this is what we mean when we say X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. if that's what everybody gets from that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, um, well, my take on it, I, I agree with you too, too. And my take on that, because I've dealt with, um, <clears throat> I've dealt with, um, individuals, especially on a romantic relationship level, mm-hmm. um, even a lot of friends, you know what, now that I think about it, I actually have friends I picked up along the way. Um, we may not necessarily be like close now, but like <clears throat> they opened up about trauma and that's why their behaviors were maybe erratic in certain situations or like even, and she said big or small, right? It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Right. She um, had a friend who was terrified of balloons. We're not, mm-hmm. we're not friends today, but when I tell you it was something I had to implement in, in, in things that we did together because she could not be around balloons. Like she couldn't even look at them. So, mm-hmm. wow. you know what I mean? So yeah. it was something I had to adjust to, but I also was okay with adjusting to it. And even though she couldn't really give an explanation behind that kind of fear or trauma response or whatever, because, well, she said it happened when she was little, like balloons popped, but for it to, yeah, she would, we are adults and she just couldn't be around balloons, right? So, <clears throat> So it did something more to her than it would do for someone else who just doesn't like the sound of pop. I don't like the sound of popping balloons. Y'all know that. I don't like the sound of popping corks or popping balloons. But it did something deeper for her. I didn't judge her for it. I was still her friend. I would remember, oh, she doesn't like balloons. Let me um, put my birthday balloon that I've had floating in my house, like in my closet when she comes over or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I was a friend that understood. I was a friend that accommodated and adjusted to it. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't say, I don't, I don't give a F that you don't like balloons and that you have a fear of balloons. I like balloons and you just gonna have to deal with it. I didn't, you know, but there are people who are not like me or us that are understanding. And (laughs) so what do you do? What do you do when you love someone, but they don't understand your trauma? Or what do you do if, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's a lot. Like you got to think people for them to even be vulnerable enough to share that trauma with you. So I think if they reach a certain stage where they are comfortable to share that trauma with you, it means that they trust you. There's a level of yeah. trust that goes into sharing because Absolutely. I mean, I don't, I don't know for the rest of you ladies, but there's a certain level of trust that I have to reach to be able to share things with you. Um, there are some people where I will not expose myself um, in certain ways. Like I would not tell you, this is my inner secret. This is like how I <laughs> no feel way. inside with certain things. Um, so I just feel like with with anyone and everyone, if they are going out of their way to to share um, certain things that trigger them, that that has been um, traumatic for them in the past, then there's 
a certain level of trust that they have reached with you. And if someone has reached a certain level of trust with you, that means like they hold you, the person that's listening at a high regard and you, the person that is listening or receiving this information, um, I think you, you, you really should take the time to be like, wow, this person trusts me. This person like holds me at a high, high regard. Um, so I should be in a position where I'm not judging them. Um, I want to listen. I want to understand where they are coming from and I want to be able to understand. Um, every Everyone is not able and everyone is not going to be able to get it. But I feel like if someone is going out of their way to share something with you, no matter what it is, I feel like you should take the time to just be like, let me listen, let me understand, let me mm-hmm. see where they're coming from to see if I... It, it, to just to see if I could relate and understand where they're coming from. It's just a high form of respect to me. Absolutely. I agree. Um, um, I second that too. Go ahead, Shay. Can I play antagonist for a second? Go right ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what we're all about. <laughs> um, well, maybe not antagonist, but the other aspect of it is the expectation that the person who has a trauma response puts yeah. on the people that are around them sometimes without even explaining that they have a thing. So mm-hmm. like Kiki, your friend, and it's a friendship because friendship and relationships. Oh, that's so different. Are different. So the friendship, you know, <laughs> you might've known that person for a long time, blah, 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 different, you know, different dynamic. But if you meet a dude who has a trauma response of, uh, I don't know, child, like maybe being assertive because his mama used to be a particular, <laughs> used to be a particular way, right? He's so so when you're trying to say something to him and you're uh, you are more assertive and more stern and more direct, he clams up. Mm. Oh, I actually have that uh, exactly. So. <laughs> How we deal with that, we one have to choose number one, what stage of the dating are we in for me to actually mm. care that much about you and your trauma responses? Two, are you able to articulate what the issue is? Are you are you even able to identify where it's coming from? Because that's Absolutely. part of the problem. Some people don't even, some people have not been able to identify taking the time to self-reflect, self-evaluate, go to therapy, whatever it is they got to do in order for them to figure out why they even respond to this trigger in this. And that's the problem. They don't even know why they do it because something's happened in childhood and they suppressed it. But Mm. now, just like Kita said, 10, 15, 20 years later, we can say, Jesus, we're old. 24 seasoned we can say 20 years ago (laughs) I was a teenager and something happened to me and I totally forgot about it but now I'm being triggered by something that Mm -hmm. I have not seen or felt in 20 years Mm -hmm. why am I responding in this manner Mm -hmm. but you have to I think in those moments it's a lot of self-reflection it's a Mm -hmm. lot of one identifying that this is a repeating response to this thing Mm -hmm. and getting yourself the help that you need to address it it may Mm -hmm. not be something that can go away 
but more so developing methods and how you need to deal with it so that you can help the person that you're with help you manage mm. it. Mm. Absolutely. Um, April, you had any? I co-sign on everything y'all said because y'all basically summed that up. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, I and, agree with you know, Because at the end of the day... Said, oh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, because I was going to say, too, like, at the end of the day, too, you can still express yourself and explain where that trauma came from with somebody, and that person can also act as if they are caring and compassionate about it and willing to help you but don't really help you but use it against you so that also mm -hmm. is a hard thing to do mm -hmm. and hard thing to trust when it comes to people too because it's like you got the people out here faking it too and it's like dang damn if you do and damn if you don't so what do you mean people out here faking it faking that they want to help faking you like they care and want uh -huh. to help and understand your yeah. trauma and what you've been through and know how to like keep from doing something that may trigger you and in, uh -huh. in that such but yet really don't care as y'all was saying earlier but and also mm -hmm. at the same time using it against you so mm -hmm. get mad they don't even have to be mad at you they can be mad at somebody else but you could just get on the nerve you say something and it just triggers something but it's just like you got people out here also being fake about it too like um fake caring wow yes Mm -hmm. yeah, they're out thing. It's, it's 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 really going on for they're out here like they crawling around like <laughs> roaches ain't it <laughs> um yeah i definitely i don't you know i've had uh, quite a few experiences with people who um who you know were vulnerable with me about traumas and then i've had experiences where it was a mystery it was like i know there's trauma mm -hmm. i know there's trauma your behavior is erratic with certain, mm -hmm. with specific, uh, when specific things are said, <clears throat> when specific things are done, mm -hmm. um, there's, but they were not able to confirm nor deny. It was just, uh, well, this is just who I am. Just, just deal with it. And I'm like, no, you're, you're kind of difficult to deal with. And I don't know what's right. happening. Like, I don't know why, what's happening here. And, um, like Shay, like, you know, bouncing back off of what Shay was saying, like, some people are not able to even identify that they have trauma and that that's why their behaviors are the way that it is. Like, for instance, if someone is, <laughs> has anxiety about, you know, being around, I'm really PG-13 right now. I ain't gonna lie, I'm bringing it down. Let me not. I, okay, we're talking about being afraid of dogs. Um, You know, let's say, okay, I had a past um lover who <laughs> who had a really horrible like response about his height like it was it was like okay sometimes I would maybe look at him as if like I'm looking at I'm looking at him but because he was teased and bullied so much for his height He's thinking, mm -hmm. why are you looking at me? You looking you 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 looking at me because you can see the top of my head, like stuff that that came in, that came into your relationship with him, right? So he brought he brought that to me. He brought that to us, and um, you know, I knew <laughs> I knew that yeah. that was a problem for for him. Like he just kept responding to the past of 
people looking at, oh, I can look at the top of your head. That's how short you are. I can look at the top of your head. That's how short you are, whatever. And I was just like adoring him. Like it was nowhere near what he was saying, but he ruined the moment every time because he was always so triggered if I was looking at him too long, right? And he was just triggered about his height. But then again, that also just pulls into like, segues into people with insecurities that's another thing but <laughs> um but if someone understands and cares so I was in a situation where I understood and, and I understood um my ex had trauma even though he never identified or admitted it right he never identified or admitted I knew because I gained wisdom over the years so like I, I was able to yeah, it, it was the worst. It was the best and the worst relationship ever. That's that's the crazy thing about it. Um, he was not able to identify that he had trauma. He was like responding to all the time. And it was like, mo so I started to see, I'm like feeling like I'm freaking a scientist. I'm like, there's multiple traumas here. You, you tense up when we kiss. Like you tense. I mean, you freeze. Like you freeze every time we kiss. I already knew. Okay. There's some, there's some, there's some. There's some sex trauma that happened. Mm -hmm. And this traditional masculine, over the top sometimes masculine male is probably never going to admit that in his lifetime. I just had to, I had to be real, real with myself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That may never, ever come out with me or the next person or whatever. So I had to, you know, understand that's, that's, that's what was going on. And then also, you never, I would be direct about something, but I also knew that, um, this, you know, said individual had a very forward and, um, scrutinizing mother. So whenever I would be direct about something, he would like his shoulders would tense and look at me. He'd be like, what are you an alpha female? And I'm like, what are you talking about? All oh, I'm saying what? is, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Wow. Like, there are things, wow. man, man, I dealt with a lot because of when you love people, Listen, mm -hmm. I'm like, all I'm saying is I prefer this restaurant and not the other. I am confused mm -hmm. as to how that is telling you I'm being direct with you. It's telling you that I'm an alpha female. I'm not even raising my voice. Like, you're right. You're not raising your voice. It's me. And then that's it. Like, yes, Negro, I am. What's your <laughs> I'm raising my voice. I'm going to feed into your foolishness. I'm going to be oh, bad. See, I ain't got to feed into your foolishness because go ahead. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I'm sitting here like, what do you mean? I'm like, what are you talking about? Am I an alpha? So it's like, it has, it, it does not even make sense of the scenario you're in. That's when you feel, that's when you can kind of recognize y'all like recognize the, recognize the signs that you're dealing with someone who's responding to you out of trauma. Mm -hmm. Like they're triggered by something. It's cause it, a lot of times it's not even logical. A lot of times it's not logical unless you know. Mm -hmm. I'll say that unless you know where it's coming from then obviously you wouldn't understand but yeah man you have to know like hey this is this is what I'm dealing with and there's a lot of people because it is trauma that are not open about it because people are embarrassed or people don't even know how to approach it they don't even know how to accept it you know you have to you got to think it's this different levels to somebody admitting that I have trauma it's unresolved and this is who I am don't ever leave me pretty much that's a very vulnerable mm -hmm. that's very yeah. vulnerable mm -hmm. yeah so I survived a, <clears throat> a trauma victim and at the end of the day I just I understand what Kita is saying because I could have easily said I don't give a f about that I don't want to deal with that 
I want to grow in all these other areas with you. And I don't want this to make us stagnant. I don't care about that. Go fix yourself, go heal, go get therapy. People are like that. And they're like, and then if you catch me in the future, if I'm single and you're single, maybe we can try again. Um, I eventually ended up saying that, but um, not if you're single and we're single, because I'm that's another story but at the end of the day you'll say hey you know what um i don't want to deal with that or somebody can out the gate say they don't want to deal with it it took me four quarters to say i don't want to deal with it but you can you, you can you don't have you don't have to deal with someone hmm. that acts out of their trauma right they like the jesus lord you don't have to but if you're if you're gonna stay you need to understand hey this is what is going to be sometimes until we really get some healing going with my partner. This is what it's going to be sometimes. And y'all got to have that open communication about it too. Yeah. I understand there's going to be times that you don't want to get in the shower with me because you might think something going to go down a Something's journey. Happen. And you had right. a situation where mm -hmm. you were molested or something in the shower. And I understand getting in the shower with your partner triggers that. So at the end of the day, I know when to tailor inviting you in the shower. I let you invite yourself or you got to have people who are understanding versus someone who's like, I like shower time and I ain't got nothing to do. I don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I'm going to get in there with you anyway. No, you get, you know, fun. some people are, we live in a world of people want to please themselves and be with you at the same time. And they don't know how to accommodate that. They may not be able to get everything they want from you to mm -hmm. please themselves. Like they, they, you can't like you got to compromise, but not everybody is is there. But sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's tough dealing with people that are acting out of you know have like kind of like erratic responses or behaviors to things. It's hard. But Kita made a really great point, man. Like choose mm -hmm. the partner, choose the friend <laughs> that will adjust and compromise and love you for who you are, you know, no matter what, as long as you're not harming them with your trigger responses, because mm -hmm. that wouldn't be fair. <laughs> you know, you're not physically harming them. Not, yeah, <laughs> because that's not fair. That's not okay. Like you're punching somebody every time something's triggered and they're still standing there with you because they understand your triggers. No, mm. we gonna, we need to get this fixed. Like not, not, you can't fix because you want to say broken. You don't want to say something's broken, but we need to get yeah. healing. You need to, you know, we need to get some healing here to where you're soft and, response, mm. and you're thinking um, in a more sound state of mind before you react to that, you know, that trauma response or whatever. Um, well, I totally agree with her, man. She she hit the she hit the nail on the head with that. Choose who's for you, and if you can't deal with it, you don't have to. And you can't make okay. nobody deal with your trauma. You can't that part. You no. can't make nobody deal with your stuff. But I think sometimes think... that's the expectation for mm -hmm. some people. For mm -hmm. some, people, I think sometimes that's the expectation, and then they go into this "woe is me." Oh, you yeah. know, people have just done me don't wrong or blah blah yeah. blah. But yeah. everybody's not for you, dude. Or exactly. Man, <laughs> the, mo the most you can do is be, you know, be be vulnerable. Um, yeah. and whoever will accept you for who you are, they will accept you for who you are. Whoever yeah. will not, um, whoever will put you in a position where 
they can't mm-hmm. accept you or they make you feel a certain type of way, they're not for you. Keep moving. I think that was her point in the video that she made. It is she didn't mean it in a way where you know people are gonna be rude or she's trying to be rude or say that people don't care right. about what you've been through as a child mm-hmm. or you know, how how far you've come. That's not what she meant at all. I think she was saying that just find whoever is for you in any ship, any friendship, relationship, partnership, whatever ship it is. Whoever's for you is going to be for you and is going to understand and they're going to help you through. Whoever is not for you, cut them loose, keep it moving. Thanks. That's it. it. No, seriously, I agree. Um, Yeah, in a nutshell. Anybody else have anything else to say about this topic here? I mean, it can go on and on, man, because trauma is like, I'm glad that it's a surface conversation. I don't remember having these conversations in high school. So I, I applaud the the progression um, with our social media and communication about these things. Because um, I don't remember um, these conversations. <laughs> like in, in college, I don't remember these conversations. So I'm, I can, I I'm very say, grateful for them. Mm-hmm. I will say my last thoughts is, as you said, like in school, we did not have... Um, these types of conversations but now we're here um having these conversations like on this platform that we have right now we're having these conversations and we're letting you know openly that it is okay you don't have to force anything if someone is not for you really (laughs) just let let it go Mm-hmm. And find the one that is for you. Find the one that will understand you mm-hmm. and that can relate with you and that can help you through um, your past traumatic events. Um, and also, you know, choose Jesus and therapy. I can't say it's enough. Man. I'm guilty myself. <laughs> Everyone doesn't believe in Jesus. We think that we don't <laughs> need to talk to someone or have an outlet but we as individuals, everybody, we need an outlet. So choose Jesus and choose therapy. Find you someone or find an outlet where you can release everything mm-hmm. and heal from it and grow from it. We, we're all a part of a system where we're, you know, evolving. If you're not evolving and you're not growing, what are you really doing? So choose Jesus and therapy, meaning be spiritual, be, you know, prayerful, um, stay in the word and everything, but also find someone you can talk to and trust and relate to and release and just grow, grow from it. That's it. Those are my Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. 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 Pass a collection plate. Um, my if I do I have anything else? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we um, summed this up real good. Yeah, yeah. I think. Oh, the if I was to say anything, it would just be that trauma responses, like Kiki said in the very beginning, they can be little or small, quote unquote, little or small, because what's little to me may be big to someone else. Correct. You know what I mean? So we just have to be mindful as we traverse through these seasons and these these phases of life and 
when you're meeting new people, especially to remember that they are not you. They are not our clones. We don't know how these people grew up. We don't know what things that they went through. We don't know what experiences they've had, things that may have been of their doing or just being caught up in something or something traumatic happening. But just to remember that listening does a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you realize that you cannot deal with the person and what they come with, it is also okay to break away. It doesn't mean that you're inadequate. It doesn't mean that they're inadequate. You just, I think it's very important for us to acknowledge what we can deal with. Because then depending on the type of person that you are, you end up taking on whatever it is that their trauma is and right. feeling it too. So you have to be, you have to, we have to be mindful um, of how we maneuver through these type of situations, but also in all things, love and be kind. Like mm-hmm. I can love you and be kind, friendship, really, like Tusu said, all the ships that have to sail, but you know, just to be mindful of where you are and if you and if you are surrounded by people who you think may have something to address, say it to them. You know, bring it up. You don't have to be a poopoo head about it, but bring up the idea because sometimes people don't even realize that they're doing it. Like yeah. Kiki said in her example. So that's all I got. Absolutely. Awesome, guys. Well, thank y'all so much um, for tuning in and listening to us. And we hope that this segment was able to help you like at least get some clarity about anything or just to give you some awareness um, about, you know, trauma and dealing with those with trauma responses. And if you are someone who knows you're acting out of, you know, maybe past trauma um, and you're working through it, just, you know, be intentional and communicate properly with those who are, you know, and encountering those experiences with you. Okay. All right. Well, thank y'all. And uh, this is the end of this segment. Y'all have a blessed rest of your day or night, whatever you're doing. And be sure to go ahead on amazon.com and get... Cartels with Kian Free <laughs> Cartels with Kian Friends presents Cartels and Conversations, <laughs> our book of 50 unique cocktails. Very unique. And also save the date, November 4th. November 4th. Our book signing and cocktail soiree. More details to come. Body time. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. We love Bye. y'all. Love you guys. Bye. One. All right. Thank you guys for joining us with Cocktails with Kia and Friends. (laughs) Okay, it is Cocktails with Kia and Friends, and this is our book signing and cocktail social in our live segment. So what we're going to do is pull a topic out of a hat to discuss. Two topics, 30 minutes each, an hour long, right? So it's going to be lit. So what we're going to do is pull a topic. What people did was write down topics. We don't know their names. They can stand up whenever their topic is chosen if they choose to, you know, own up to that. But you don't have to, okay? So we're going to go ahead and choose the first topic. Go ahead, Shay. (laughs) Push, push, push. Push. (laughs) 
So the first topic is what age can a child get a cell phone? Okay. 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 All right. All right. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'll repeat. What age can a child get a cell phone in 2020? Okay. So before we begin, I'll go ahead. I am Kia, the main host of Cocktails with Kia and Friends. And these are my amazing co-hosts and sisters. Your friends. April. Hey. Hello, everyone. Hi, April. <laughs> hey, y'all. It's your girl, Tutu. Hey, hey, it's Shay Shay. All right. So let's go ahead and start. It's going to be 30 minutes or less for this topic. Okay. So what age is appropriate for a child to have a cell phone? Mm-hmm. Oh. I am not a parent, but I am a super auntie, most would say, because I do more than what average aunties do. I agree. A lot. Okay, so I do have nieces and nephews that have cell phones, and they are preteen and teenage age, right? And the way that the cell phones... Okay. And the way that the cell phones... Speaking of cell phones. Um, so the way that the their parents have their cell phones set up. set up is amazing to me. I think that that's, I mean, the, wor- the world that we live in, I personally feel a child should have a cell phone as early as they can communicate mm-hmm. um, wants and needs. And if they are in danger or anything like that, if they're able to operate a device, these kids are three years old and they're like doing things with my phone that I couldn't, anyway, that's another story. So, um, but as long as there's the appropriate restrictions, right? Because I know like YouTube and all different other platforms can segue your child into things. As long as there's appropriate restrictions, I think that what eight years old and and up should is okay for a cell phone. I'm not a parent. Once you know, just letting you know. But that's my take on that. What do you think? April? Um, I'm not a parent either. But I know when I got a cell phone, I was in high school. So I would say middle school age range. Um, whatever age that is, by the way. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I would say middle school, not elementary, because I feel like my child should not have a phone in elementary school. They need to be focusing on school and everything, but middle school, because mm. they're much older, and they can tell us what's going on and everything, and basically know their surroundings. But I would say middle school when it comes to it. Okay, well, first of all, I didn't even get a cell phone until after I graduated high school. How about that? So, um, shout out to my big brothers for hooking me up because um, my parents was not about that life. Um, But that was then and this is now. Um, However, even though we are in the age of social media, the age of technology, where before they can even speak or do anything, they have a tablet in their hands. I feel like we could still balance things out. Um, If necessary, they have um, child-appropriate phones where you could probably put maybe four or five numbers, and these are the important numbers that you need to have, mom, dad. And even that, if we think about it nowadays, that's not even safe. Because anyone can grab that cell phone, they see mom, they see dad, they can call, and pretend to be that child. There's so many devices out there. Um, So I would say the first thing to do is talk about safety with your child. Once you talk about safety, who to go to, like we need to take it back to if you're in trouble, 
um, this is the number to call. This is who to go to. Go to an adult if it's at school, Absolutely. if you're you know, out in a play, you know, find someone appropriate that you can talk to, that you can get help from. Um, and then secondary is when we can start teaching technology. Here's a cell phone, this is who to call. Memorize mommy's number, memorize daddy's number. I'm a PK, I grew up in the church, we had memory verses. So I think we need to implement memorizing phone numbers mm -hmm. that they need to call, memorizing who to call, um, memorizing names or whoever they need to reach out to. So as far as age appropriation, and I'm not a parent, um, but I would say it's not a cookie cutter situation. Um, do what works in your household um, and then have that conversation. You know your child though, and you know what level they are at. So when you have that conversation with them, you can decide, can they have a cell phone? Yes or no? Because everyone's not mature enough. Let's be, let's be real. We could say elementary, middle, high school, yeah. but a child in high school is not as mature as a child in middle school. Sometimes they're just not. So I say do what works for your household after you talk to your child and after you learn your child, after they learn you, after you build that trust with them. That's all I got. Hey y'all. Okay. The mama. Um, <laughs> okay. So I am a parent. <laughs> and anybody who Apparently. Knows that he is nine or turning 30. Yeah. <laughs> um, However, I'm not ready for him to have a cell phone. He has a watch, shout out to T-Mobile. Yes. And um, it has the appropriate contacts in there. Mm -hmm. He has my phone number memorized. Um, I can track him. I can put it in school mode. He can call me, he can call Matt, he can call his uncles, he can call his dad. Um, private numbers cannot call him. If you're not in that watch, you cannot get through to him. I like that for my nine-year-old. Because Good. giving Dylan a cell phone <laughs> no, it's going yeah, right, to open yeah. <laughs> because because if I give him a phone and it's not that he's maybe purposefully trying to find stuff, it's just my nine-year-old having complete access to the internet is a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, and mm -hmm. so if there's phones that are just um, just back in the day, make a phone call and that's it. I'm good with that. Yeah. Giving him an iPhone, well, I ain't got an iPhone, I'm not an iPhone person. Giving him a Samsung 23 or a 24 with full access to the internet and he can go on YouTube and look up what he wants. His friends can get the phone and look up all kind of crap. Absolutely not. Next thing you know, your kid is on OnlyFans and looking up all the stuff. <laughs> because that's what curious children do. And I know my child, all it takes is, you know, he's me in that regard. If you tell him not to do something, he's going to be like, hmm. Mm -hmm. Why, Why not? not? <laughs> and, you know, it has to be conversation. It has to be explanation. And, you know, I didn't grow up with that. I grew up with, you tell you not to do it, you don't do it. <laughs> However, there were a lot of things that needed to be explained mm -hmm. for the maturity level of said child. My child is very mature, he's very wise. Yes, he is. And he, he's a Robinson through through. Um, but, <laughs> No, I, I do not want him to have a cell phone, although co-parenting, his father does. Mm. So there is compromise on what type of phone to get him. And I was very, very explicit in letting him know, do 
not get him, I did not get him anything that has full access to the internet, because I will ship it back. Okay. <laughs> and that's it. Because I can't, I can't, that's what my brother said. My older brother was like, quit phoning. Um, however, I'm not getting it. Yeah. Right. Because he has the, right, but that's why he has the one. You can contact him with that. Yeah. Don't have, I don't have to worry about you forgetting it. It's on your hand. Yeah. I can track your steps. I can track you wherever you're going. You can send alerts to me if something is wrong. That's true. Blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm cool with the watch okay. right now. Anybody in the audience? Yes. All right, we have a few. Step four, yes. We need to hear this. All right. Can I sit down? Can I just move it? Anyways, as you guys know, me and Eric, or most of you guys know me and Eric, have been parents now for over 16 years. Yes. So we have teenage boys, 16 and 13. Lord. <laughs> so, myself, I didn't have a cell phone until I was able to pay for the cell phone, which means I had to get my first job, I had to buy my cell phone, and I had to pay the bill. <laughs> that was not the case with our children. Mm -hmm. With this day and age, with everything going on in the schools, mm -hmm. unfortunately, mm -hmm. stuff that makes me emotional just thinking about it. I know, I know. <laughs> I want to be able to reach out to my child. I need my child to reach me mm -hmm. when, you know, anything's going down. So EJ, excuse me, he started with the cell phone as soon as he started regular school. Mm -hmm. So when he was in kindergarten and he was going to aftercare, specifically because of aftercare, he had a cell phone. Yeah. And by cell phone, I don't mean like what we have now. Yeah, chat phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was well, you make a phone call. <laughs> Something's going down. You're on cold red, cold black, whatever it is. You're dialing mommy or papa, somebody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't wait for the school to tell you. You know, yeah. you need to call me uh, so I can come run it. <laughs> like Speedy Gonzalez, okay? So that was the purpose for that. Um, EJ, my oldest, is a different child than Elias, my youngest. Mm. So that made a difference also for us when we decided who would have a cell phone when um, and what kind of access as well. So like you guys were all saying, you know, it's all about the access you give the mm -hmm. child that mm -hmm. has a cell phone. Yes. A lot of things now in schools, um, teachers are implementing their cell phones as part of the stuff that they're doing, their mm -hmm. curriculum, their games. Oh. So to tell my teenage child now that you can't have a cell phone, he's going to be possibly the only one in the class not having a cell phone and can't take part of that particular oh, topic. Oh, I didn't know that. So you guys, I don't know if any of you guys have ever heard of Cahoots. Cahoots. You might yeah. Yeah, do that work or whatever. Yeah, but Cahoots, yes. It's, a, game. it's like an interactive game. game. So like there's a presenter, they'll ask you a question, and then yeah. you have to answer on like anonymously almost on your phone, yeah. and then you get your points and things like that. So they're all like playing those interactive games, mm -hmm. and my child needs their cell phone to do that. Yeah. So it's to the point where teachers know all these kids have cell phones. Mm -hmm. They're letting them charge their cell phones in class and things like that. Wow. Whereas I know if I brought out a cell phone when yeah. I was in school, what's it? It would've been gone. <laughs> <laughs> it been confiscated. Gone. Okay. Okay. Detention. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's just there's this day and age is just so different from what we were raised in. Yes. I mean, technically, it's different from when EJ and Elias were going up right now. Yeah. So when they were five, it's different from the five-year-olds now. Ooh. So it's really just about the access, having the conversations with your children. Yeah, I agree. Speak to them, talk to them, talk to them, talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> trying to not, you know, push them away and just being open and honest mm -hmm. about what they can and can do. I agree. Wow. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. 
any did, other I did want to add, um, like Dylan has a tablet. That's reminding me a bit. Um, Dylan has a tablet. However, on that tablet, I use an app called uh, Google Family Link, mm -hmm. where I can track everything that he's doing on that device. Part of the issue that I have with putting on the phone is the internet, because I still cannot block certain things when it comes to the full-fledged mm -hmm. internet. I can block certain apps. I can set a timer on how long he can stay on certain apps and all that kind of stuff. So I can control the tablet because that's at home. He does not use it throughout the week. It's only on the weekends or non-school days. However, the cell phone would have to be going with him. That's the major issue that I have. Stuff that's reminding me about So we have another guest that wanted to be. Hello, I'm Mika. I am a cocktail fan. <laughs> <laughs> I am a generational mom, which means I have kids from different generations at times. So I did learn a lot from mm -hmm. the generations with them. My firstborn gave him a phone when he was five or six, he charged my bill of $1,000 buying a video game. Ooh. Ooh.
well, when she was born, 2012, it was still happening then before with the sex trafficking and all yeah. of that oh, stuff. Yeah. So by her being a girl, I needed her to have a phone earlier when she leave the house, go to other people's house, which is like her grandparents or whatever. But still, I still needed her to have a phone because that's not her grandfather or that's not her actual relative relative to where even relatives you can't even trust these days. Yeah. So yeah, that part. I needed her to have that phone so when she's not around me, she needs to contact me. Right. She needs to let me know, hey, this person touched me or can I go to CC's house or whatever the case may be. So I allow her to have it. She hasn't did anything wrong yet because mm -hmm. she's on parental lock for real. <laughs> <laughs> so she can't even go to Google without it notifying my phone saying, hey, she's going on Google. Yes. Stop it. Yes, stop it. So I feel like it's a it's a generational thing. Like, like pay attention to your children. See where their mind is at. Mm -hmm. If they're on good mind turns, I don't like them on phone. Put your block on it. Let them not explore, mm -hmm. but let them have that little freedom to talk to their friends, talk yeah. to family, yeah. and also for you to track them, know where they at, be their parent. Just watch them. Because they're yeah. sneaky. Yeah. If you ain't got no kids, they sneaky. They go let you know. <laughs> you ain't gonna find out as soon as possible. But it's gonna come when you don't want it. Oh. <laughs> Hello everyone, I'm Crystal. I, I have children that are from the 90s. And so my oldest one is 26 and um, I have three girls out of the bunch. And I'm going to just say something. It's just, it's something that you just have to Go with your spirit. <clears throat> because all my daughters, they share, when we get together, all my daughters share one, they have one story in common. They all got caught shirtless in the bathroom by me. And they all ended up in the tub. They all ended up in the tub. Okay? And so, yes. I'm sorry, what? Yes. All of the, all of the things that he likes and the things that he's into is not what we think he likes, mm -hmm. is not what we think he is. Mm -hmm. You know, so we learn who he actually is through that app. So to have, let them have a cell phone at an appropriate age when your spirit says okay, and then you put the app, you can actually learn about the child because you say, oh, my kid is A, but then when he's by himself, he's Z. Now, with the preach, I don't say elementary for me because I have six grandchildren. Okay. And my oldest grandson is in second grade and he called 911 just to give the cops a hug. Oh, oh Lord. Lord. <laughs> okay. okay. Because, you know, when you call 911 and hang up, they show up to the oh, house. Yeah. 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 So you're going to knock at the door, you're drinking, you're smoking, you're doing whatever in your home. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Chris.
like you, she has to keep up with her children every step of the day, every step of the way. Yeah. I'm not so. I'm like more like F those kids. You know, oh. she wants to continue to keep up with them. So they have the cell phone and then that's what they do. And then to piggyback off my neighbor here, also the PlayStation games that are non-refundable, non-returnable. Um, it, 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 that happened as well. My son, who is 25, I gave him a cell phone due to his sisters in high school, and guess what? He was in ninth grade with his homies, right? Running a train on a girl and recording it and ended up with lewd lextivious acts of a minor and child pornography because he was sharing it via text message. You gotta keep up with your cheering. So it's just you And the wrong individual got it wherever he was in the world and then he was blackmailing her for more or he would show it to her friends and family and he's now sitting in prison for 35 years because he was doing it to over 200 little girls throughout the state see what i'm saying so, so again it's just like you just have to decide like decide for your child if you if you in your spirit do i know you know you Son, daughter, because you know we've all been young. What mom thinks she knows is the mom. That fault. Okay? You see, so I say high school, and then even so, let them be old enough to where they can pay pay for it. <laughs> because it just comes for a, a, a responsibility with a, with a certain uh, maturity level. If you can go to work and make your own money, then I can, I can trust you with this iPhone for you not to take selfies, for you not to show the selfies, and for you not to do other things with the cell phone because you're mature enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. right. Anybody else want to speak on any other fellas? That's a, Jenny. We got Jenny. Jenny. It's not, it's not Jenny. Jenny. So I'm not a mom yet, but I am a super titi. Oh. <laughs> um, my two oldest nieces are 12 and 10. Um, they both have phones. Um, my sister-in-law and my sister uh, both decided to give the girls phones. Uh, well, my 12-year-old my niece got a phone at 12, and my 10-year-old niece got a phone at, at 10. Uh, sorry, 10. Um, everything that you guys have said, I highly agree with. But because of the generation that we're in, my personal experience with my nieces is like, I pick them up from activities, mm -hmm. and I remember when they didn't have phones, and I had to pick them up at a certain time, my sisters would be like, you know, you need to pick up so-and-so at nine, or pick, pick her up from dance at eight, and it would finish early. And I would show up at the exact time. And if they didn't know my number, or they didn't have a phone, and if they would call their parents, but their parents left me in charge because they were either out of town or at an event, they wouldn't answer, obviously. Yeah. So those were occasions where I was like, guys, the girls need phones. Because <laughs> if they had my number or if they had a phone, they would have been like, hey, Titi, I'm done. Yeah. 
yeah. I'm picking up earlier. Or it doesn't even have to be them, you know, whoever is in charge at dance or whatever activity they're at, they could have called me and I would have picked them up earlier. And I had a specific situation with my 10-year-old niece when she was about eight. And she was supposed to be picked up at 9.30, but they finished at 8.45. And I showed up at 9.30 on the dot. I felt horrible. But thank God that one of the moms waited with her until I got there. And I just, I was like, I, I even cried because I was like, I'm so sorry, I didn't know. Aww. And she was just like, Lethe, it's okay, you didn't know. Like, my friend's mom waited with me, but I was just like, what if she didn't? Yeah, yeah like, what if the mom didn't wait with her? Like, what what if the mom had to go? What if she had an emergency? Like, you know what I mean? So there are circumstances, there are situations, and my sister, they both have the restrictions for, for both of them. At 8 p.m., they have to leave the phones downstairs. So, like, after a certain time, they do not get to have their phones. They get the phone throughout the day. Um, to be able to communicate for emergencies, for pickup, for, you know, just in general. Um, but after a certain time in the day, phones are off, phones are handed in to the parents, and they have restrictions. They cannot Google, they cannot, you know, access YouTube and look at whatever they want. Everything is restricted. So I, I think that in this day and age, because times are changing, certain age groups, they do need the phones. All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Agreed. Thank you so much, Good everybody. Good points, That's everybody. Listen, just feel it out. I say feel it out. And <laughs> I will go with Crystal on let the spirit lead you. <laughs> the spirit lead you. To tell you Whoa. when it's time to give a child a cell phone because FTK and all of that. <laughs> all right, y'all. Good topic. We're going to go for topic number two. Go right into it. Swish, swish, swish. Okay. Oh, is it two? Oh, okay. Um, I think I know this. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she got to sit back for this one. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Uh, it's two questions, so I guess. Um, What's a deal breaker that stops you from getting to know someone? Ooh. Part A. Part B. Oh, the other one was. Oh, that's it. That's it. You read the right one. Okay. Okay. Repeat. Um, what's a deal breaker that stops you from getting to know someone? Thank breath. All right. You got thank breath. That's the. All right. Dirty sneakers. Dirty sneakers and stank breath. Okay. So this is regarding dating. So we're going to specific. So specifically, this is regarding early stages of dating. What is something that discourages you? T- well, what is it? From getting to know someone. What's a deal breaker to stop you from getting to know someone? Yes. Mm. Ooh, that's a lot of deal breakers. Yeah. <laughs> no car, no car. I'm too old. We too old not to have a car. In Florida. Cheap, 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 cheap
she got people everything. catching the bus, riding What's the difference? Frugal is responsibility. Cheap is you over here eating at Cheesecake Factory. That is not Cheesecake Factory. I love the Cheesecake Factory. I don't mind going to the Cheesecake Factory or walk in the park. Everything. Um, but what I was going to finish saying is eating up at the Cheesecake Factory and then you want to leave a dollar tip. Oh, oh. yes. Or you want to be rude to the staff. Yes. That's Just that's because that's, that's, that's to me, that's a cheap attitude. That's, that's a cheap attitude if you want to be rude to the staff and everybody that works there. If we're going, if, you know, if we're out and about and you just don't treat people nicely, you're not kind, you're not generous, all of that, um, it goes a long way to anybody. So that's what I mean by cheap, 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 a changer attitude. Um, the way you carry yourself is very important. Um, and I picked that up very quickly with anybody that I'm talking to. Um, you're not, you're not, um, you're not who you say you are. Like you're pretending to be somebody that you're not. Yeah, I'm gonna have to ghost you. I'm gonna ghost them over here. That's the cheap behavior, the cheap attitude that I'm talking about. It's not only financially, like when I say certain things like cheap, cheap, it, it's, it's everything. It's all together, how you present yourself, how you carry yourself, um, the way you, you know, you gotta talk, you, you talk a good game, but you're not walking a good game. So that's what I mean when I say that. Yes. Okay. In Jamaica, we call that no brought up seat. No brought up seat. You have no home training. A lot of that is you have yeah, no brought That person don't have no brought up seat, so they go outside and they act like a vagabond. Oh. No How do you communicate to the person they have ever? You want a piece of gum? Mm. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> make it work. But see, I'm talking about 
just jump off. No, I'm good. I'm not gonna jump off and get said like that, but I may pull it out, put one in my mouth first, and then be like, okay. Like I like that tactic. Nah, but if you tell me no, all right, well, oh, it's, it's time to go. I gotta meet my mom somewhere. Yeah, she needs me right now. I don't know what you're okay. talking about because mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> and you might ask me, oh you okay? You don't smell that? It's like, no, you don't have to You know, I think it's my time is up, but it was nice meeting you, you know what I'm saying? We can catch up enough time, but I gotta go. But make sure your breath is on point when you have a conversation with somebody. If you know you forgot to brush your teeth, please make sure you got some peppermint, gum, whatever piece of candy in your pocket. Okay? Yes. Okay? Okay. Okay. Okay, so my deal breakers is hygiene is huge for me. Everybody know my um my motto is hashtag go bays. And um yeah, go base. And I'm very, I'm huge on that. You need and no, no dirty fingernails. Ugh. No <laughs> dirty fingernails. Oh my gosh. Huh? Alternator fingers ain't good enough. I don't like alternator fingers. Yeah, you should take a bath after you fix a car. Like, um, it's big on that. Like, ashy elbows. Specifically, like the elbows, it's like you did everything but the elbows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being real specific. I'm a writer, I can't help it. So, like, you could easily walk out the door, yeah. lotion your whole body, and all of a sudden your elbows are ashy. Okay, you have three times for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> right? Wow. Three times. But I'm saying, like, maybe because you're stressing your out. Yeah, because I'm going to give you, like, okay, he. He's shining on the other side, like on the. So he just, you know, whatever. Um, so you gonna give you gonna give him a tutorial on how to process. Overall, hygiene is huge. Overall hygiene is huge for me, and also another deal breaker is <laughs> talking about sex, like. First ten minutes of even getting to know. Oh yeah, hell no. Like, what are we twelve? Like, what are you? Yes, at twelve I was doing it. (laughs) Talking about it at twelve, okay. But I'm saying, at the end of the day, what are we? Twelve? What are we? Teenagers? Why are you? Hey, that big old booty. Like, come on! Like, we're 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 on the third floor. Like, first. 10 minutes, first 20 minutes, like really? You couldn't wait until, you couldn't wait until the conversation was an hour long? Like, I don't know. Um, so, what you Listen, I've been the game for four years. No, I don't like that. Like we're, we're too much, we should be mature at this point. I'm on the third floor when most of us should be in our 30s, 40s. We should be having more intellectual, stimulating conversation. Um, you know, there was a guy that was, attempting to pursue me which i don't know what he thought he does he didn't have a he doesn't have a car he's 38 without a car he has a child 
And his reason for not having a car is because he doesn't want a car. Okay, so now you're a liar. Okay. And then, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, and then, far. yeah, and then he told me, like, intellectual stimulating conversations put him to sleep. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. so, yeah, yeah, so there are people out there, yeah, big deal breakers walking around with big deal breakers for me, so those are deal breakers for me. Hygiene, talking about sex really quick. And not knowing how to hold a stimulating conversation, which is a problem. So, yes. all right, anybody else out we there? Oh, whoa! Okay. <laughs> That doesn't pay. Real quick, real quick. Two. Two. Two, 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 two. A person that cannot laugh in an Aries. Oh! Whoa! Okay, that's another. We can't expound on that. Okay, Mika, go, Mika. I need to understand what an Aries is. Come on, my man. Come on, my Okay, I forgot. 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 I he tells the waiter, yo, when you see my drink, yo, you better fit it up. Don't let me ask you. What? Red flag. Like, who are you? So the waiter is looking like, okay. So now we got the young man running around the restaurant looking at his drink. Look at him drink. And I'm looking like, bro, just do your job. You got other people you need to start. Like, do your job. And so he's like, so when the boy come over, he like, didn't I tell you to fill my drink up when it get low? And oh. Like, okay, you can do one too. See, no. So I'm now you're, you're trying to over-impress, trying to make yeah, me feel like you is all my boss. I got it type of boss moves that can and I can give you what you want. And I'm looking at him like, I don't want you. Yeah. And like, you already done turned me That's off. That's a turn You trying to make it seem like you Mr. Bossman. You drove your Maserati. You're, you're telling the waiter what to do. You're ordering this and then telling me I can't take home no leftovers because you could just order more. And I'm like, first of all, I like my leftovers. <laughs>
And I'm just like, okay. All that for that. And he's like, so when's the next date? No, well, never. Like, I'm looking like, damn, damn, damn. When's the next date? Ain't no next date. Never. Okay. So, bye. 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 November never. Too much of an impression is a Oh, yes, yes. yes. What? There's never a second opportunity. Never a second opportunity. You ruined it the first. I agree. Yeah. 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 We need a man to talk. Yeah. Seriously, what's a deal breaker? Deal breaker. Pass the mic. Oh, that's Eric. Eric. Hold on, Eric. But no, no, Eric. Uh, I guess. Then you that Eric after. Okay. When I wrote, when I wrote the. The question I had, I guess, two in mind. I mean, the first deal breaker I would say would be fitness. Yeah. <laughs> like if they're not into like, and if they don't have anything in their schedule where they go to the gym or walk at the park or run or do something at least twice a week or three times a week, like, that's not in their lifestyle, then it's like. Thank <laughs> you. 
everybody, that's his purpose. preference. We got to no, respect it. Is your preference, and I absolutely yeah, respect we gotta it. Respect but you can absolutely take something that is a hobby. You can better yourself at it. You can become productive with it, and you can monetize it. That can be a talent. And we're gonna hear from someone who is talented, who took his hobby and turned it into something productive. Oh, oh, right. Drop the light. Honestly, all right. listening to, all kidding aside, is stuff that if you truly love someone, you can work on. Hey! Oh, yeah. Bottom line, for those of you out there who are seriously looking to get into a relationship, it's not easy. But if you could look at this person and say, five, ten years from now, because we all change. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yes. And say, five years from now, and I learned this person's new habit. And I see myself putting up with this person's new habit mm -hmm. because it's a choice. You choose to love this person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So whatever, you know, everything else sounds fun in games as far as like, you know, turn on, turn off. But if you could look at that person and if you're not on the same vibration, I guess it's yeah. Yeah. keep it moving. Good word, vibration. Right. bottom line, I don't know everyone in here. Personally, my thing is, if you don't have that solid foundation in God, you Ooh. Know about it. Yes. 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 Matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to um, a friend of mine. Um, I something I had posted on Instagram, and, um, and I remember I even said, "Oh, um, well, everyone in here knows my wife. <laughs> She's very shy." Hi, guys. Hi. 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 I said to her, I said to the um, young lady, I said, oh, we met first at the religion pool. And then from there, I found myself wanting to be everywhere she went. Even to, even to the point where I even invite myself um, to go to church with her. I still have to be here the first time. Oh. So that foundation is in there. And yeah. you tell yourself, oh, um, you know, um, Again, just look at the person, even when they're mad, you still see yourself being with that person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily a you know deal breaker in my opinion. It's more so longevity. Mm -hmm. You know, learning to choose to love this person. You tell yourself, I'm choosing mm -hmm. to love you because you can love anyone. But you have to choose to love that person. And that's it. Whatever deal breaker you might be thinking, it's something that if you truly love that person, mm -hmm. you can work on it and choose to be with them. Because they're choosing to be with you. All right. So love. Married man perspective. Right. So I have a piggyback. I have a piggyback. I have a piggyback. So we're dating. So we have how many? Two married couples here? So three. Okay. So with the deal breaker conversation, do you guys think that people are a lot more superficial with their deal breakers? Or yes, I am. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I don't like them strange. And why do you think you just don't like them yes. strange? Can I? Can I? Especially with those okay. restaurants. So just to give you guys a little backstory, um, I feel very strongly about this question because I feel like in general here in Florida, it is very hard to date. Oh, yes. uh, I've been married for three years and a half now, but Amen. when I was single, um, I felt like it was really difficult to date because there's so much uh, 
Okay. Everyone is so super superficial. Uh, people are very pretentious. Yeah. It's all about what you have to show for, um, even if you can't afford it, you know? And, um, you know, my husband and I actually met on Hinge. Um, I was like, hell no, I'm gonna meet somebody when I walk out the street, my man somewhere. And my sister was like, you've been single for two years. Oh. Let's get the train rolling. <laughs> so, so she uh, she opened some, uh, you know, some of the dating sites for me and Hinge just worked. Um, my husband approached me, he was just like, hey, how are you? And we just started talking and a week later, we went on our first date, and we were inseparable ever since. Aww. And we, <laughs> we bonded over the fact that um, we didn't care about stuff like material things. We bonded over our values, over uh, our morals, our principles, over just silly things. We love to just like hang out at home and be together, watch TV, Whatever, we like to go to the beach and hang out. We don't have to do anything crazy right. to, you know. Um, and in this day and age, it is very difficult. Um, so I tell a lot of my single friends, like, honestly, when you don't have that pressure of having to go meet someone in person or having to go out to impress anyone that you don't know to see if someone's gonna ask you out, um, that's when things just kind of like, you're just yourself, you just kind of go with the flow. And when I did the online dating, I feel like it was easy for me to just talk to people without that, I have to find someone. It was a, a, a way for me to be like, well, you know, I'm just gonna talk to this person and see what they're about. And it worked out for me when I met my husband. Um, and here we are, we're married. Yay! So, Florida in particular, just to go back to what the question originally was, everyone is very pretentious. There's a lot of superficial expectations, and that can be one of the things that makes it the hardest to date. Like, that's one of the things that a lot of people get turned off by. Or that's one of those things that a lot of people are, like, looking for. If you don't have something to show for, I don't want to talk to you. And that makes it difficult. Yeah. Okay. Right there, right there, next for you. Hey. I absolutely agree. Eric and I are celebrating 20? 19. Woo! I was about to say 20. I was about to say 20. Don't you like class? I love them so much. <laughs> I think what happens today, and it's really, really sad. Yeah. Because you know we, we were babies when we met. Yeah. I was a teenager. He was just in his twenties. You know, <clears throat> if we paid too much attention to those superficial things, we wouldn't be where we are right now. Mm. And you know, all those little things. 
it definitely has a place. Like everybody has to have their standards. Everybody has to, you know, make sure that they're following their heart and what's important to them. But if I cared more about what shoes Eric was wearing or whatever it was, and I didn't pay attention to the mind, to the person, to the soul, to the love, to the vibe that I felt, then I wouldn't have this partner in life that I had. You know, not to say that you know he doesn't get on my nerves now, you know, but we have seen each other at our lowest. We have seen each other at our ugliest in these past 20 plus years. And if we didn't have the foundation that we had, you know, no matter what it was, there's no amount of shoes in the world or amount of money in the world that can buy the support. Amen. That has that that can create the father that he is, mm-hmm. that he chose to be. True. Because he could have chose to be a deadbeat. He could have right. chose to be a raggedy motherfucker. superficial but we have a tendency to look at that and that being the end of it mm-hmm. right. you see it you see what you see on the outside you just bypass so much love and energy from that person that right. you possibly could have needed that could have been the person that could have set your whole right. life in a different trajectory mm-hmm. because you bypass yeah, 
that because of what you saw, but you didn't really see, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you gotta like, take away that layer and like really look for what you really need in mm. a relationship. Mm. You don't ever, you don't, you don't ever see that from just looking. Yeah, right. that's true. That's in your heart, don't you? Yeah. It's from like feeling and like the energy and when it comes to relationships, it's it's work. Yeah. Everybody wants that like perfect relationship. Want that perfect person. They think they're gonna just find that person. That, hey, I'm gonna walk in the mall and just walk stumble upon this perfect person that's just for me and just see that and it's just going to happen. I mean, it doesn't always work that way because yeah. the person yeah. that's like in your face that's telling you all this stuff that you want to hear it may not be the person that's for you. It mm -hmm. might be that person that's quiet in the corner don't want to say nothing to you at all. That's the person for you. Because so it's just a matter of being open to those experiences, being open to the energy that everybody is giving you, like really fine-tuning yourself and learning who you are. And that's really really comes down to it. For me, it it didn't it, it really came to the point. I really feel like oh. <laughs> when it comes to like love, like I love this woman. Of course. And let me say that when I first met her, like I did, I had no no idea that it was gonna be like that. Yeah. I saw her, like I thought she was cute, like hey, whatever. Yeah. Shoot my shot. Like, hey, what's up? Shoot your shot. I touched the arm and it was like, first thing I could have done. It was the worst thing I could have done. Bad idea. Don't touch the person that you know. Don't have permission to touch. That's the rest All right. Yes. You don't touch a shoulder. You don't touch the atmosphere around that person. Unless you have permission. A lot of confidence. That was what I was gonna say. Was part of my was part of my issue when it comes to like people that are like overconfident. Like having a sense of overconfidence can be can be, can be bad. That's that's the thing that I I come to turn. I come to realize that I don't actually like people that are a little bit too confident. Mm. To the point where it's like, to the point where it's like, to the point where it's like, that's not who you really are. You're presenting to me a person that's not really you. This is who you think I want you to be. That's not you. I really want to see you. That's why I don't appreciate people that like Darcy. Like, hey, I can, and that's the problem. I can present that way. <laughs> I can visit, I feel like something. Yeah. Defense mechanism. Yeah. 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 If you can't see through that perception, I don't know. But honestly, relation. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm trying. But going back on the thing I wanted to say is that love, relationships, and it's, really, it's work. Every day. I used to be sad. This, is this the is this the There's whole like, yeah. this is the um, thing from the Apollo the Grammys are like hey give me the mic <laughs> thank you so much
do that to you, you know. No, you, you did. Know, I, I mean it, man. We like rap. years of marriage, if anyone puts their hands on you, oh, yeah. that's the only thing. 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 That's the only Thank you. Have a good night.